Lucas, I'll tell you what it is. It's the first draw off the crack pipe. We owe Teddy Roosevelt a, a tip of the hat. The North American conservation model has been applied to Southern Africa, and if any two places on the planet, it's you know pretty evident that hunting actually will save a species. It's those two areas, you know. I met Craig. It's a, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, again, I told you, he's a hunting hero of mine, read all his books. You know, I'd be sitting in English class with the, you know, the Peterson's hunting cracked instead of the textbook, you know what I mean? So, you know, we're walking around the show, and I'm trying to be cool, and I finally see him, and I'm, I got weird, like weak in the knees, sort of, like a total, total bromance, yeah. My wife goes, are you okay? You're sweating. I'm like, I'm going to meet him. Like, very much like Phil, I, I gobbled up everything he ever put out in Peterson's Hunting Magazine when I was a kid, and... I mean, he was just the coolest kid on the block, you know, and, and I, w I had a, a sickness for Africa long before I had ever stepped foot on the continent. to the RNA Outdoors podcast fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrowrest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention, Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordrs.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro Staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camel patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer.
This is the next coolest thing next to a helicopter. Yeah. One, two. Charlie rocking and, rocking and rolling in another day. If you've been in to paradise. Montana, you've been to the Testicle Festival. So, and Rockery. Test- Jay's probably. Testicle Festival. <laughs> Phil looks like a testicle. <laughs> I am a testicle. Phil, the, One the, giant testicle. Yep. You know, man, I'm sorry, Phil. You know. it, it happens. It's At least okay. you're shaved. That's a, that's a good thing. That's right. At least you got one. <laughs> one working one. I told my dad, don't matter how big it is, it goes off every time. Bang. We don't have any drinks. If we, if we had drinks, <laughs> it would go true. a little longer. And it would be a hell of a lot funnier. Garçon. 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 Someone said something about bourbon, bourbon and cigars. I, uh, maybe we're a little too yeah. early for that. You had me at bourbon. No, you had me at cigars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome, folks, to the RNA Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Paw, coming to you from the Dallas Safari Club on day two uh, here in Dallas. It's been a great show, first trade show of the year, uh, and uh, excited to be here. We were here uh, on Wednesday night for Craig's uh, Weatherby Award, uh, which was very special to be a part of that, Um, not only knowing Craig, but also knowing the accomplishments that he's done in his life. And to to be there and to to share that with him was was pretty fantastic. So um, in addition to that, my sidekick over there, uh, Mr. Jason Quick, uh, is on the hook as well. (laughs) Most of you know him or have heard him or say, man, I wish he'd never get on another podcast again. But most (laughs) of the feedback I get is pretty positive. Keeps dragging me along everywhere we go. But um, just kind of continuing on the uh, Weatherby Award, um, we were fortunate to, again, to be at the uh, the table there uh, with Craig and uh, a couple folks that we met uh, along the way at the table, um, both Phil uh, and Jay, we've kind of got to know them throughout the weekend. And uh, when I told them we did a podcast, both of them kind of piqued their interest a little bit, like, hey, I like podcasts. Podcasts hey, are cool. Can we do a podcast? Like, we're Of listeners. course we can. So, um, so today um, we've brought, uh, we've been able to catch up with them. All of us have had a pretty busy schedule, uh, but we were able to sit down and catch up uh, with both uh, Jay and Phil here in Dallas. And uh, just want to welcome you guys to the Arnie Outdoors podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. So I'm going to leave the floor open. Maybe we'll start, Phil, with you and just kind of give us a little bio, um, kind of what you're, you know, what you do in the outdoors in terms sure. of your, you know, your background and uh, how you got I, here today. Uh, I'm, I'm a relatively new gun writer, uh, kind of stumbled into the, the process. Uh, we opened up a small ammunition company and Gun Digest came to me and asked me to write a book. And I was kind of like, like with royalties and stuff. And they're like, yeah. I said, uh, yeah, I'm open. I can do that. <laughs> so one thing led to another. Uh, and now it's kind of branching off into some TV shows. Uh, I've got four books under my belt and pretty, pretty steady habit of writing. So it's kind of cool. Uh, you know, Craig, uh, speaking of Craig, Craig has been instrumental in my career. You know, he's been a, a very, very nice, generous person, uh, given me some opportunities. I wrote a chapter from one of his books and, uh, you know, he was my hunting hero from back in my high school days, you know, sure. back in the eighties, I was reading his stuff going yeah. one day, I'd love to do that. And lo and behold, we're all sitting at the Weatherby Award I know. at Craig's table. Oh, that it was, was awesome. A, what a fantastic opportunity. And, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, a bit of a kid in a candy store kind of thing. You know, Lucas, we're here at the DSC show. It's it's the greatest hunting show on earth, uh, hands down. You know, it's it's so laid back. You know, PH is like Mr. Lion Decker here, and you know the who's who of the industry. You get to to sit down, share a drink, have a conversation. 
Um, so smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. Have a bourbon or gin and tonic, whatever suits your fancy. <laughs> but uh, you know, really, it, it's a little a little star-studded for me. You know, I'm, I'm walking around shaking hands with people who have been my idols for years. So Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm glad to be here. It's it's a dream come true for me. No, and I think I think it's cool because I'm I'm hearing part of your story, and I'm hearing Gunwriter. I'm hearing what Craig said three nights ago. I'm just a gunwriter, right? That's all I ever was, was a gunwriter. I mean, obviously, look what he's done in his pedigree, but yeah. that's where he started. Absolutely. Right? And look at what he's Absolutely. he's helped you, and he's helped all of us to some extent, right, to, to the outdoors. You know, I think it's, it's one thing I want to say about this industry. It's, it's very tight-knit. Uh, I've heard the word inbred be applied to it, but it's a small family. Yeah. You know, and family. And it, it, but it is a family, and everybody treats each other very, very well. Yeah, you know, and there's no you, doubt. When you get to be a part of something like that, you got to kind of look upward and count your blessings. And, yeah. You know, pay homage to the universe for uh, affording you that opportunity. Because I yeah. know there's a lot of folks listening who would, would give their eye teeth to be number one at the show, but just number two to be a part of something this big. You yeah. know, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing. And I know hunting's the common thread, but, you know, from, from gun makers to professional hunters to, to the animals themselves, you know, it's a, it's a celebration here. So it's, it's really, really cool. It's all about the animals at the end of the day. It, it is. It Speaking is. of celebrities and people walking by, Corey Knowlton just walks by and, of course, he doesn't know us from Adam, but uh, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he does know some people from Adam. You know? Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. We were talking to him the other night uh, with Jim Shockey, and it was pretty. Here, let me pretty say fun. hi real quick. Okay, no okay. I don't mean to interrupt y'all's meeting. Yeah. Oh. I just really am proud of this man and his belt buckle. Well, we were, you like the JHL, don't you? <laughs> we were mentioning about celebrities walking by and stuff like that, so I just threw you under the bus. I'm not really a celebrity. I watched you play one on TV, and you did a fantastic job of it, might I say. I'm Corey. Lucas. Phil Massaro. Corey, nice to meet you. Has nothing to do with the whiskey. Well, that's impressive. So that's how DSC rolls. People just stroll on by. Happy New Year. It's that kind of thing. You know, you you, you meet the the who's who of the industry. And that's what I think is so neat about it is, is, you know, you see these guys on TV. You read about them in magazines. You you know, social media. You see them on YouTube. And then you're rubbing shoulders with them, you know, in one of the safari booths. I mean, and they're just normal people. And, Lucas, at the end of the day, we all put our pants on one leg at a time and, you know, have the same trials and tribulations as everybody else, you know, but we are. We're, we're afforded an opportunity to be a part of something that's amazing. Yeah. Just a wonderful kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Jay and I just sat down, picked out dates for Botswana. So we're going to we're going to hunt Botswana this uh, this August, first week of August. So wow. okay, okay. Now you got to you just can't just leave us yeah. hanging with a oh yeah. By the way, we're just gonna go to Botswana. <laughs> you know. So this That's may segue. This Nip. could probably segue into Mr. Landecker and maybe introducing himself and telling us about this little adventure to Botswana. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll get into the whacking and stacking yeah, side yeah, of things. Yeah. I originally for. I mean, since I got out of college and while I was in college, I've been in hunting in Africa since actually 1999. So I've been floating around Africa since 99 all the way, but we're in 2018 now. So nearly 20 years of safaris uh, I've been doing. I re- later on got my professional hunter's license in, in Botswana and uh, was uh, did my apprenticeship under uh, Terry Palmer and Johan Collitz. And worked with them for years after that then as Botswana closed you know I came back to Texas I uh, continued with my hunting business and um, and uh, ranch management so I started 
helping landowners achieve their goals, you know, on different ranches across southern Texas. And it then morphed into ranch sales, which is what I'm doing now. And I work for Hall & Hall uh, Ranch Real Estate. And we... we Small, uh, se- you sell small little properties. Little bitty ones. <laughs> yeah. One bedroom yeah. on top Ten of a acres. mountain that yeah, comes yeah. with the whole lake and everything. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> those small little places. Yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> us. I mean, we recently, you know, our our biggest deal we just recently signed up was Boone, T Boone Pickens Ranch in in Pampa, Texas. So that's been a pretty exciting, pretty exciting <laughs> deal. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Let but, me let me guess. Uh, how many acres? That is uh, six, about sixty-seven thousand acres. Yeah, just little, yeah, yeah. little place. The, ho- the house is thirty-three thousand square feet. So. Only thirty-three thousand mm-hmm. people. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? Not, <laughs> not hundred thirty-three thousand. I mean, you, you can almost. Almost an acre. Yeah, it was three, you know, three, quarters three quarters of an acre. Of an acre. Yeah. Yeah. So he just bought the White House, essentially. Maybe <laughs> even bigger than that. No, it's bigger than the White House. I was there. Trust me on that one. Comes with a GPS so you can find your way to the back bedroom. That's yeah. exactly right. They're still before. discovering things that they put yeah. in. No. Phil, didn't, I think your, your wife and I had a conversation about that. She's like, yeah, press the intercom and then wonder... Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Help, I'm lost. I don't even know where I'm at. There's been a family living in the South Wing that I didn't even know was there. Who are these Who are people? Y'all? Yeah, exactly We're right. Them too. <laughs> so, yeah. so, cool. You know, so that's what I'm, I'm doing now. Uh, you know, m- my heart has always been in hunting and, you know, in Africa and you, much like everybody in this, yeah. in this yeah. convention, you know, and... and uh, so I'm sticking, you know, with it. I'm still maintaining my relationships and friendships broad and also, you know, with the clients that I had in the past, you know. That's awesome. And now we're, uh, we're uh, um, Phil uh, has, you know, wanted to hunt in Botswana for years. And so we finally sat down and made it happen, punched out some dates. And we're going to try to track down a big eland with... Uh, Little Bushman trackers. It's so. going to wow. be fantastic. You know, Botswana's closed. Uh, the the classic Okavango Delta blocks yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It uh, That's unfortunately it is closed, very and it 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 had a definite impingement on their economy. Sure, but uh, you know, private land hunting is still is still available. So it uh, you know, Botswana is something I wanted to put a check in the box for for a number of years now. You know, I've been fortunate enough to hunt five different. Uh, countries around southern and eastern Africa, and you know Botswana is definitely something I want to go see. Yeah, and I I love to hunt Eland. They are one of my favorites. They are the tastiest, the, the, of, undoubtedly, yeah. in my opinion. My wanna, favorite you, meat. You want to know what mine is? It's Eland. It's close, you know, tie between Eland and zebra. Zebra's good. Yeah, I, love I had zebra. zebra in South Africa. It was delicious. I love zebra. Yeah, I'll take Eland. a zebra steak any day I've been, of the week. I, he's going on his. I'm going in July, so I can't his, speak go, to any of this. He's no, going well, on his first I'm going safari on my first. in July. Fantastic. And I, told yeah. him, I said, "Here's the goal." You gotta talk somebody in the group to shooting one. Why don't you shoot one? Yeah, that's why what talk, I was. Why talk somebody else into it when you yeah, can do why it would you, Why wouldn't you? Uh, Looks like I might be shooting one. Come on, one. Jay. No, come on, baby. No, that, hey, I like, I like how you Let me you tell work. you something. <laughs> Eland is by far, in my opinion, the best hunt for plane, planes game animal on the continent. Yeah. It's just you know the way you hunt them, track them, go after them, and you know it's it's and just when they decide to go, they decide they to go. go. That's exactly right. They'll be in the next zip and, code. You know, and I, I don't huh. know if you've ever you know been around a lot. You, I don't think you've ever been around a lot of Eland or no. That. I've never hunted in Africa before. So well, oh well, this oh, is this my first. Like what did what did Craig saying at the at the Weather Review Award that he went to get, to get it out of his system on his safari? My first time. That's all I'm doing. I'm only gonna do it once. 
right, right, right. 125 times later. Yeah. Lucas, right? I'll and tell that's... you what it is. It's the first draw off the crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be an addict from that day forward. I'll tell, I promise you I had this conversation last night. I looked at Jason. I said, you know, he's been six or eight times. And yeah. I said, is this like my rite of passage to my next passion? Because yeah. I love no running question. the Western states. I mean, that's been my thing. I'm going to Alaska this, this year, too. But um, I've never been to Africa. I've been to South America. I've been to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But nice. this is a whole new experience yeah, it, it for is. me. And I'm looking forward to you, it. Mm-hmm. You'll be planning the next couple of decades of your life. Mm-hmm. He's sure. kinda, he kind of did it backwards because I tell everybody kind of like what you said. You, you know, you go to Africa, you get the taste, and then it's like, time and time again and then after you've done that a few times I'm like okay well maybe you throw in New Zealand then maybe you throw in yeah. Argentina but, but you always he go back to backwards, Africa but you always look back you do. to you Africa do. Yeah. you'll be on the plane flight home going alright so if I sell that I can get back in a year <laughs> no, I know huh? I needed to shoot that that was right. four grand so now I gotta, yeah. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. you start running the numbers exactly yeah. you start seeing Buffalo in your dreams and it's uh, it's awesome my buddy Graham Williams from Australia says Buffalo hunting is a disease with no cure only treatment <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of lead about that baby, yeah, right? exactly only right. treatment you'll never actually get over the addiction, but uh, yeah, it's such a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where, where are you going to for your Elon first safari? So, I'll be Limpopo. Oh, one of Craig's, one of Craig's, uh, one of Craig's uh, regular regular stuff. Stuff. perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah perfect. Then you know you're going so to the when right you guys talk about Elon, uh, we were talking about it last night. You know, they used to, they used to, you know, grow Elons and they used mm-hmm. to, they used to house them there. So that was actually Elon the first their, animal. That, that was the introduced. first animal they introduced on the property, like in the '60s. Oh, oh really? Cool. So actually, they've never really overshot them, and in fact. My friend Alex told me that his dad, for the longest time, even after they opened up hunting, he's like, no, you can't shoot those. Leave them be. It, those Let are, them breed. It, uh, those are, and he goes, now we have so many that he goes, they yeah. just eat us out of house and home. Sure do. Yeah. And they'll show up in groups of 20 and 30. Yeah. And he goes, and every once in a while, one will show up, and you're like, it'll c- come on a trail cam. You're like... Where did this thing come from? <laughs> it wasn't He's here like, last year. He yeah. hasn't. We've never seen him before, and all of a sudden, you're just like, whoa! And so I, I told him the same thing. I said, somebody's got to shoot one. If nothing else, you got to talk somebody into shooting one so yeah. you can eat it. Eat it. Right. That's the well, only important thing. Remember that elk tenderloin they had here the yes. other night at the, at the Weatherby yeah. Award? It beats that. that. Yes. Yeah. That's hard to beat. It is I'm hard to beat, but it beats that it. That was excellent. Yeah. It was fantastic. But uh, no, you know, the, the, the whole South African game breeding thing is a, a wonderful conservation message. You know, you look at a place that was predominantly, I won't say devoid of life, but there was, you know, sheep farms, goat farms, cattle Correct. farms. Correct. But when they realized that the, the game thrived better than the domesticated animals did, you know, it, it speaks for itself. You know, yeah. our and North American it's a conservation. for them. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, it's and, amazing. You know, and it's, it goes back to if it pays, it stays. And that's, Absolutely. And that's, and that's what happened. The, <clears throat> the game had more value than the cattle and the Absolutely. sheep and whatnot. So then people started growing and raising them, yep. essentially. And the, now look what where yeah. they are now. And know? even with the rhino problem we're having with the rampant poaching, right. had it not been for South Africa's breeding system, it would have happened year, yeah, decades before. They'd probably they be gone. Yeah. They would be gone. Actually, I, yeah. I agree you know. with Jay. They would have been gone. So to all you South Africans listening, cheers and thank you. Yep. Yeah. Well, and you think about the stuff that we're dealing with now just in the western states you know i mean you look at back in the populations when there was you know like 10 tule elk i look back and there was five tule elk left mm-hmm. in the state of california yeah, that's right now we're at populations that i mean they're going to start doing damage based on the population numbers if they don't start allowing hunters to shoot more of these right elk. right, right. Uh, but that that's another success that's you know close to us jason shot a tule i'm been trying for 13 years now to try to draw one and hopefully in my lifetime but um there's so many of those little success stories out there 
where you know you had sheep as an example you had elk where they were at le- record low numbers mm-hmm. and by people pulling together in conservation yeah. efforts we've been Hunter's able to dollars made that yeah, all happen we've been able to conserve these animals and uh, they're thriving now you know we, we owe teddy roosevelt a, a tip of the hat you know yeah. what i mean he was uh, it started in new york with the deer you know i i in the 1860s, there were no deer seasons. People shot them year-round. Right. I, I knew older hunters that were born in the teens and 20s who, who they told me if you saw a deer track in New York, it was, you know, noteworthy because there just were no deer. You know, and look, the North American conservation model has been applied to Southern Africa. And if any two places on the planet, it's, you know, pretty evident that hunting actually will save a species. Yeah. It's those two those areas. Those examples, you know, yeah. You know, look at the white-tailed deer, look at the buffalo, look at the antelope, you know, and then across Southern Africa, you know, you've got uh, even the elephants. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. You know, Kenya, when, when Kenya closed, it decimated the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, there's no one to keep things in check. Once again, if it pays it stays if not they're going to wipe it out just so they can protect their stuff you know one analogy i always use is you got to if you were to get a tiger right in india and you have this tiger and you have this goat herder and the tiger kills a goat right you can't hunt the tiger though yeah but the goat is worth 10 bucks which one is worth more the tiger you can't hunt and can't gain an income from or the 10 dollar goat and especially to that Little goat herder. Sure. So it's his world. It's his world. You know. So how can you not not see the things the need way to be works, balanced? You know? And you know we know that. And mm-hmm. and obviously the big problem is human population. Correct. You know it's 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 exploding. Correct. You know and especially across Africa, that's one of the biggest uh, you know rising population areas in the world. Mm-hmm. So you know humans aren't going to volunteer to you know cram themselves in little tiny cities, and they're you know the population sprawl goes across the countryside, and the elephant migratory routes are interrupted. Change, and, right? Yeah, you know, so it, it has a definite effect. But you know, through hunting, I mean, look at the amount of land we've conserved. No, well, yeah. You know, well, and that and that that's been a topic of a conversation on the podcast a couple different times. Public land privatization. Public yeah. land privatization yeah. and the scariness of you know what happens if if the federal government gives all the lands to the local state and then the state goes, well, wait a second, we could sell this big chunk yeah. of property to a bazillionaire. And then he'll pay us taxes on right. it every year instead of us having to manage it every year. But then it goes back to the whole, you know, we are American citizens. And, and it's ours. It's ours as to utilize yeah. as a populace and have that experience. So, I, I, once again, another thing that we can't fix in life. I'm from upstate New York. And while it's not known for a great deer state, you know what I mean? Nobody's like, I want to go hunt New York. I can shoot that little. But one of the great things we do have, thanks again to Mr. Roosevelt, we've got like the Adirondack Park. We've got the Catskill Park. You can buy an over-the-counter hunting license and take your kid hunting. We've, the Adirondack Park, I think, is 6 million acres. Nice. You can get plenty lost there. You, uh, we have actually people die from getting sure. lost every year yeah. from the elements. But, what you know, yeah. the, the point is the opportunity's there. It's there, yeah. And that's fantastic. You know, not everybody's going to shoot 150 or 160-inch deer. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. But, you know, if you, you want to go out and go, take a kid deer hunting, you can. Yeah. And we talk about that for California, you know. I mean, everybody's like, oh, back to that. Oh, man, I don't want to go to California. But, you know, I mean, we have everything in California. Mm-hmm. It's pretty silly that we have all three species. Well, we have three species of elk. elk mm-hmm. I right. mean, 
We have we have more bears than you could shake a stick at. More well, it's on the flag. We have more mountain lion, but we can't talk about that yeah. because that'll just make me pissed off. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks to our deer populations, but, are you know, I mean, dying. we have mule deer and we have black tail and we have the California I mean, desert bighorn. You yeah. name yeah. it, yeah. it's sure. a, it's Wild pigs. awesome. I mean, there's pigs lots of know. lots of great. Oh, lots you of even, you even have that uh, place out there has free range sandbar. Yeah, yes. we have sandbar deer. Yes, that's actually right. Right across from where we're at. Yep. Yeah. Craig actually went out there and was able. That, that was private land where he was able to take right. that, but he but took it, a really it, beautiful it's, one. It's actually also one of the best herds in the world, if I'm not mistaken, as per trophy quality. Yeah, trophy yeah. quality. There. I mean, I don't know if you saw the episode where Craig took his, but it was his was phenomenal. Beautiful. They're beautiful yeah. animals. Oh, it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So. So speaking of Craig, I mean, that's kind of how all of us met was a common bond through, Mm -hmm. you know, this weekend, you know, as Craig receiving the Weatherby Award uh, this weekend. But, you know, reflecting back on all of our relationships, because I think he touches all of us differently, obviously, based on, you know, what he's done over his career. But is there any examples or experiences or things in your guys' mind that just, you know, I guess take you back to that time or really resonated with you about Craig? Um, again, it could be hunting, it could be writing, it could be anything that just kind of says, you know, man, I remember that time about Craig. I met Craig. It's a, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, again, I told you, he's a hunting hero of mine, read all yeah. his books. You know, I'd be sitting in English class with the, you know, the Peterson's hunting crack instead of the textbook. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that was all of us. Watch, yeah. Yeah, you know, watching him with a 416 running and killing a moose or whatever it Don't was. Don't let my kids hear it. Right, right. So uh, he came to the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania outdoor show. The great, I think it's the Eastern Outdoor, whatever yeah. it was. And my wife had bought me tickets for Christmas. She's like, yeah, we're going to go to Harrisburg. A couple of great craft breweries and uh, uh, that Boddington guy you like is going to be there. I was like, what? Ooh, what? He's going to be there? So, you know, we're walking around the show, and I'm trying to be cool, and I finally see him, and I'm, I got weird, like weak in the knees sort of, like a <laughs> total, total bromance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife goes, are you okay? You're sweating. I'm like, I'm going to meet him. <laughs> I'm going to meet him. <laughs> so we, we grabbed a couple of drinks and walked up to the booth, and I think I bought a book or a video, and he was signing it. We got chit-chatting about the 318 Wesley Richards, and, you know, that was another thing he had me do, and... I won't say had me do, but inspired me to do. But uh, we're just talking, and Donna, his wife, said, uh, where'd you get the drinks? And I went, well, come on, we'll go get one. And we kind of hijacked Donna from the booth, and Craig's going, who are these people, and why are they taking my wife? <laughs> so, you know, his wife, uh, Donna, and my yeah. wife, Susie, they, they hit it off, and, and we've just all become friends. You know, uh, like I said, Craig has made many introductions in the industry to me, uh, you know, for, for different writing assignments. Sure. Uh, did a chapter for his own book, which I was absolutely honored to do. But, you know, that, that's his nature. He, he's a giver. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, absolutely. He's a humble man, but he, he is. He's yeah. a giver, and, and that, that's a quality that's very, very admirable. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially in an industry where, let's face it, we're all kind of ego-driven. You know what I mean? We're big, you know, chest-thumping hunter. personalities, big guy. Absolutely, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you put that many of them in a room, and you'd think there'd be sparks, you know? But there wasn't. It was a yeah. it was a really cool feeling to see everybody so happy for him to win that award. Yeah. No question. And you it's know. like we... Jason and I went over and, and talked to Jim Shockey towards the end of the evening, and uh, Jason's met him before I hadn't, but I wanted I wanted to meet him. And uh, bromance thing, absolutely. His his whole thing was is this is overdue. That's basically what he said. Yeah. He goes, this, yeah. I mean, it was long overdue. This is long he overdue. It. He goes, he was well deserving of it. And I mean, again, another guy who's got a lot of pedigree in this industry. Absolutely. You know, saying that about Craig, and then you see these four star generals, you know, and oh, they call him Colonel. I mean. That kind of stuff, you just 
you can't replace that no, kind of stuff, can't. right? I mean, and think about everything Craig took from the military and still mm-hmm. instilling in people's lives and how he runs his life mm-hmm. is probably very militant-based, which is, it teaches you that at well, that age, though. You know, I, I, I'm probably doing eight to ten articles a month, and some people look at me and go, how can you do that? I said, guys, that's nothing. Boddington throws articles out there like a tennis ball thrower. I mean, think about it. He had a, he's, a, he's a Marine Corps colonel. Yeah. And just on the side yeah. kind of became the guy we all know, you know, mm-hmm. he's yeah. a machine. Yeah. That is, that is truly, no truly amazing. I'll tell you one thing that I, I really liked about his, his speech was at the very end of it, he gave all the credit to Roy Weatherby. Yeah. I mean, didn't even take it for himself. No. He was up there to, to take it all for himself. He, he should it have was been all about point. him. And then he went in on and talked about, you know, Roy Weatherby. I, th- I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. So it's such a selfless act. Yeah, you know, and that's that's just his genetic makeup. That's yeah. how he is. You yeah, know, yeah, and he's he's wired that way. Yeah. I mean, even as much as you know, when when he goes out and takes all these exotic animals, mm-hmm. he's always talking about everybody else or everything else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He always puts everyone else in front of him, and that's just right. that's how he is. Well, right. you know, a, a great testament when they had the little auction there in the middle of the show or at the end of the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Craig's latest book, what is it, Cape to Kazarine, I think it's mm-hmm. called. Yeah, you know, uh, he he had autographed the book, and I think he got all the living weather. Award recipients uh, to, room, to, to yeah. sign the book as well. Yeah, and I don't know what the auction price nine hundred and seventy five was under a thousand bucks, whatever 975. it was. Nine seventy five. value. That book sold for thirty thousand dollars. Thirty. That, that tells you how the industry feels about the man. Mm-hmm. You know and you got I mean? you got stuff up there that's fair market value. You know, twenty thousand for this. You know, hunt over in Africa and that's selling for six grand. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. everything's under this book. You yeah. know, the list price of nine seventy five, and it does that. That that to me was definitely a highlight that he so, just to see him, you know, standing he up. And, it. Yeah, 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 that was deserved. That, that, that was incredible. That was one of those moments when that book came up. I thought, you know what, I may be able, to I may be one. able to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, thing this, walk away with. this would be cool. Yeah. and I know, you know, I probably asked Craig to give me one, but yeah. I was thinking. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, I might get serious about this, and so I was just kind of being coy, sitting there. You know, I was sitting next to Phil, I was sitting next to your wife, I'm in, holding your little yeah. paddle, ready no, to go. No, I didn't get the paddle out. I was, you know, it would have been bad. covered in wine. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah well, that's another story, that's a, Phil. That's for another podcast. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, and I'll, and you know, it kind of stalled. You got yeah. 500, 600, and then it kind of floundered mm-hmm. a little bit, and then it was like 700. I thought, okay, here it comes, here it comes. Here we go. I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking about it, and then. All all of a sudden, it was like, okay, I got a thousand. I thought, oh well, okay, cheap, cheap me. I'm out. You know, I'm. Then all of a sudden, it was just what? It was nine, ten, yeah. eleven. Yeah. Get to seventeen five, and the guy, the auctioneer, says, Wyatt said, hey. Come on, just give twenty thousand and chase him away. Okay, I'll do twenty thousand. It was jumping and, in huge increments. The, the yeah. other couple was like, well, he's like, well, it's twenty two five to you, and they're like, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, did that just happen? We jumped from 17.5 to 20 to 22.5. And then when they got to like 38, he's like, well, just give us 30. Yeah. And let's yeah. chase. I think the four let's of us started w- uh, yelling and hollering yeah. whenever it hit yeah. like 17.5. You know? yeah. Come on, come on. Get it, get it, get it. It, it's it was incredible. Just yeah, it was great. Off the chart. Funny thing, my, my nephew, who's a Marine, just tried to call me. So, uh, well, that's the thing psychic. about the power in a room, you know, when you get people together for a yeah. cause like that. I mean, that. That's something that you just you can't you can't really put a number on that, right? right? Well, I know, mean, that experience to see that happen, and for him, I mean, obviously, someone to hold a book that's got all the current living oh, reward winners. That's, that's that's pretty and cool. That doesn't have a price tag, but to see that happen was incredible. You know, it's funny you talk about you know hunting being the common thread. You know, it's a book. 
Mm-hmm. It's a book. It's not the Gutenberg Bible. Yeah. It, it's just a book. Yeah. But that, you know, we all hunt the same animals. We yeah. all put on the same green safari clothes. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, some rifles are of better pedigree than others, but they all go bang and shoot the same bullet. Exactly. But it's it's the tie, it's the family feel of the safari industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. the beautiful thing about it. You know, yeah. you, I, I got to see, you know, guys like Mark Haldane, who I've hunted with before, and other, other PHs I've, I've hunted with in the past. And it brings you right back to that. Remember that time, you know, you, you, you tripped and you broke your face and whatever. You, know, you got a thorn in your butt or whatever the, you know, the story is. Yeah. It brings those memories right back. And that's yeah. really what it's about. Yeah. It's, it's making those experiences, you know. And poor Mr. Decker here has to put up with me for seven days of his <laughs> life. Yeah, I'm going straight to heaven. <laughs> yes. You may even get sainted after you, that. You have earned your position. <laughs> well, speaking of that, Jake, tell us, tell us your your your. Your beginning story with Craig or some very memorable experience? Well, like very much like Phil, I, I gobbled up everything he ever put out in Peterson's Hunting Magazine when I was a kid. And, I mean, he was just the coolest kid on the block, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I, w- I had a, a sickness for Africa long before I had ever stepped foot on the continent myself. My, my uncle had hunted uh, extensively in Africa in the... 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, and uh, so listening to his stories and and all that, and then you got Craig, who is like the guy for Africa, and you're reading all about it. You're getting you're getting waved at, by the way, just I, so I you know. Cute, cute I, I, I have no idea who. You that have is. no idea. Hi, ladies. Nice to meet <laughs> y'all. I think oh, she's watch, watch the chair. It'll get you every time. It's after Lu- we're, Lucas. We're over on here. podcast, not recording. <laughs> this wasn't a stop sign. That'll look really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lucas. It's all about Lucas. You want to say pause now for a moment? <laughs> no, this yeah. is way more This could be all about Lucas. It could be. No, no question. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, you know, just growing up reading about him, and you know, I had, like I said, I had that sickness for Africa and yeah. dangerous game, and and. Uh, so eventually, you know, fast forward, what, about 15 years, right? I'm uh, apprenticing in Botswana in an area called Kukama, which was one of our our best uh, elephant hunting blocks at the time. Um, it's right uh, near the Hoangi National Park on the Zimbabwean side. And... Uh, I'll never forget, I was in the office, and we're getting ready for the safari in Kukama, and um, I didn't know who, who it was or any of that, and, and uh, Johan says, well, you're on the you're on the Boddington Safari, so get your stuff ready. I about had a heart attack. <laughs> okay, I thought... You got a manicure. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, yeah. Nothing I, better go wrong on this trip, buddy. Yeah, no, you know, and, you know, here's a a titan, you know, of the hunting industry. And, you know, somebody I looked up to through for years and years sure. and years. So anyway, we, uh, I think Craig was in Zim at the time. So they drove across, if I remember correctly. And uh, anyway, and that's where I met he and Donna was in Kukama that, that season. And uh, so I have pictures of it. And Well, we went on and hunted and ended up uh, connecting on, 70 pound plus bull oh, on, wow. on, on that on that safari so I have to say that that you know was um, the only time I've, I've hunted with him I've, I've spent a lot of time with him in and out and shows and whatnot and BSing and 
and all that. But um, that's a trial by fire, though, to know but, you got Craig Boddington coming in for an elephant safari. Uh, yeah, no, and, and and especially way, don't screw it up. The yeah, standard no. is just elevated just a little bit. Yeah, and exactly. It was, it was just like because oh if you my screw God. it up, it's going to be written about. Just so you know, no, I'm just, just so you know, I'm, and, and maybe videotaped you know, also. And, but, and also, but but Johanna, uh, you know, in his in his own regard, is very much a legend of of hunting. Yes, very true. You know, so I was, you know, I, I, here I am, this kid from South Texas who just wanted to grow up to be a professional hunter, and with enough dreaming and hard work and all that, I'm I'm sitting here, and there's Craig Boddington. And here's Johan Collins, who are my, like, two... <laughs> Somebody pinched yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, when, the way this story ends up happening is we all end up back in Mountain Botswana, right? And we're all having dinner at Johan's house. And it ends up being me, Johan, you know, uh, Craig, Joe Coogan, who is another big <laughs> yeah, outdoor yeah. rider, yep. sure. right? No joke. Um, Joe Coogan, who was my uncle's professional hunter in Botswana oh, in the eighties. Cool. Wow. How cool! Yeah, so th- that's, that, that's pretty neat. So that's I got neat. to hear stories about my uncle via Joe. And, Fantastic! And uh, I heard about Joe through my uncle, right? And Harry Selby. <laughs> stop wow, it! Stop yeah, it! So, really? So I'm just sitting there, you know, looking at this table I'm sitting at. And just can't believe. How did I get here? How did? How, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'm you not know. drooling on myself in my own. Not at all. You know. And Joe was Selby's apprentice. Right. Okay. So they get on to start telling stories, and Selby talking about his apprenticeship, and when he you hunted under Philip Percival, and who hunted with Theodore Roosevelt uh, in 1909. Exactly oh right. Think you about know, so how far back how that goes. How bad that? that goes. Yeah. So you know, you're wow. sitting here and, and listening to these stories, and I was just. Do you still have the napkin from dinner? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I, I still a, wear the shirt. It's in a shadow box. Exactly. When you want to be just a fly on the wall. Yeah. Right? Oh no. It, I don't even want to be visible. I just want to sit right, here. Right. The history and actually, the conversation. Actually, we want to turn the podcast on so we could actually record it all to play it back in the oh, future. Incredible! <laughs> wow, what a cool story, though. No, yeah, I, mean, I mean, how it all how it all ended up. Yeah. You know? and like I said, you know, here I was just this kid with the dream. It's funny how the world works sometimes. No, it, it, it's one thing I always say is that if you want anything bad enough, you'll find a way to get it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. You, you know, well, it's I mean, like Jay, people you, that want to go sheep hunting. They're like, I'll exactly never right. be able to afford to do it. I said, yeah. how much money that's do you it. spend in Starbucks a week? Yeah, okay? that's exactly Times right. Times that in about two years, you just paid for your doll you sheep did. hunt. You just, right? That's exactly right. So it's like People do say that, but when you put it in perspective, yeah, it's doable. And, and, I keep telling him that. I said, I'm going to shoot a doll next year is my plan, and I'm trying to get him to go with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and what's funny deep is, breath, is uh, so you know, they you say kill. that when, while we're up there taking a picture with Craig at the, at the, at the podium and, the, you know, his awards there, and I grabbed it, and I said, well, I guess this may be the only one I ever hold. And he says, never say never, kid, if you want it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's what he told me. And duplicates, I, and duplicates don't count, though. Duplicates don't count, so we all better <laughs> that's remember right. that one, <laughs> yeah. right? But, but yeah, you know, I thought, well, you know, I just, I just went against everything I believe in. Who Said knew? something I totally don't believe in. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. and, and, and uh, it can seem, you know, insurmountable at certain particular points in time. But correct. again, as a young man, I highly doubted you'd ever be one of the few American <laughs> African PHs, you know, sitting at a table right. with Harry Selby. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the Horn of the Hunter is one of those books I read the ink off the pages. I hit my Horn of the Hunter signed by him. I don't even like you right now. Yeah. Actually, uh, you know, if we could get invited <laughs> over for dinner, we could swap ours for his. And he wouldn't know for years, years. No. until no. he listened to the podcast. You would, you would have to scratch out. You would have to scratch out Jay. <laughs> right. No. Well, it's Welcome to the profession. 
That's wow. that's where. Well, okay, that maybe like, I don't know. I'm a J. I mean, everybody hey, calls hey, me hey. J. I mean, what was that movie with Catherine Zeta Jones where she had to do the yoga moves to get around the laser beams? That's how he's got that thing protected. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's in a humidified room with no you, UV. You want a 470 exactly right. side by side? It's hanging Take on it. the wall. But this yeah, book, he's got laser beams across. The it. good old pull the door with a 470 <laughs> yeah. at the other end of it on a string trick. You know, yeah, uh, the, whole alo- the Home Alone thing, the tar exactly. and the feathers. Yeah. You got it. That's you cool. That's uh, fantastic. Wow, that's amazing, my, dude. My little quick story, you know, Craig lives in the town where Jason and I live. So, you know, we see him at the coffee shop. We have lunch with him. I, I hike with him occasionally when he's training for his mm-hmm. next, you know, goat hunt or whatever. But uh, I was at work one day, and, and uh, Jason's my neighbor. So, um, you know, Jason calls me. And no, he, no, I texted you He texts me first, and he goes, um, call hey. me, <laughs> call me, so I don't call him back. And then he calls me, leaves a message, and he says, hey, I just spent $800 of your money. So, of course, immediately I walked away out of a meeting I was at, and I call him, right? <laughs> how would you do that? Amazing, <laughs> amazing how he actually calls when, when you actually tell him you're spending his money. Yeah. So I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, Craig's doing a sale. He's going on a hunt, and he's selling some of his rifles. Oh, and, oh. I got you, and I'm left-handed. So he goes, he's got a Christensen Arms 22250 Model 700 um, mm-hmm. for sale. And I said, I bought it for you because it's left-handed. So I was like really okay he's like meet me here at four o'clock at rigby firearms and we're going to do the transfer so i went now, down there and, now you and didn't add the part where i said and if you don't want it and i'm not left-handed i will buy it but, <laughs> i wasn't but, i left that but, part but, out but it was it was there wasn't i knew when craig said he was going to sell it i thought of him and i just put it all together and i just told craig i'll take it i, I don't yeah you know, it'll it'll work out and right. sure enough Boy, let me tell you though. You tell somebody you spend somebody eight hundred bucks of their money. It's amazing how you get fast. A phone how quick? Call. Yeah. How quick you get a reaction? Exactly. Right? Yeah, so yeah. We, Thumbs are flailing. Oh, it was. <laughs> and, you know, we go down there, and, and part of Craig's, uh, you know, gun collection, if you will, was at Rigby Firearms' mm-hmm. uh, facility there, where we live, just literally two minutes from our house. And we go down there, and Craig's there, and uh, we're doing, you know, some how of long the ago registration. Was this? It was actually when he bought his his Kansas property. He was raising some funds. Ah, so eight, seven, eight, yeah, maybe yeah. ten years, years ago. ago. And uh, Rigby was still in the U.S. Yes, correct. At that time, yeah, yeah. they were still in yeah, the U.S. Uh, yeah. Jeff Miller had it. I yeah, think. correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. We walk in and there's Craig and and there's this big steel plate. I mean, it's it's a door, right? It's, it's a safe <laughs> door. It's a bank size safe door. <laughs> and you walk in and he goes, yeah, look, come on in. So we walk in and you know, it's, it's a normal size room. You put a bed in and three stack layer <laughs> tiers. And I'm just like, he's like, that's the one right there. Grabs that one. And you know, you're looking at all these firearms. Yeah, I mean, right. Rigby's built blouser. I mean, yeah. just yeah. incredible yep. firearms. Yep. And uh, from that point on, I mean, I've always kept in contact. <laughs> I shoot an animal. I send him an email. Hey, Craig, look at this bull I shot. And like I said, we occasionally go on hikes and see him. And it's just been, that's been my connection. And yeah, that's, same that's thing wonderful. As, a, as a kid, just always, you know, knew the name like Craig Boddington. Yeah. Like he was. It rolls off the tongue nicely. You know, when I told him I was hunting in the Pioneers in, in Montana, he goes, I shot my first sheep in the Pioneers back in the 70s when you actually could hunt sheep in the Pioneers, which Pioneers are a, a mountain range in southwestern Montana. They don't have sheep there anymore. Really? Right? Yeah. And they used to have sheep there. And so it, it's just incredible that uh, the places he's been and the places I go now, I mean, I can sit and have a conversation with him. He's like, I shot my first cow elk in Dillon, Montana. 
that's where I, you know, that's one of the places I elk hunt. <laughs> so there's so much in common when you sit yeah. down with a guy like that because there's not many nooks and crannies that he hasn't been. Been right. That's yeah. I think sure. it's maybe one or two areas of Antarctica he hasn't hunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's probably an emperor uh, penguin safari. <laughs> <laughs> We're still waiting to penguin hunt. But. Yeah. That might be one of the species you need to still collect. That's right. I'll but, get a I'll get a jump on that one. Yeah. Well, that, that was funny because actually, <clears throat> I moved to the Pass Robles area about 14 years ago when I took the job with the NRA, and uh, and when I went down there, literally I, it was just a goofy thing. I'm I'm down at my mailbox, dropping off some packages, and there's this lady in front of me, and of course, you know, I kind of look, and she's got this odd box, and I'm thinking that's strange, and pretty soon. She tells the lady, the lady in front at the counter says, well, what are you shipping? She goes, well, I'm shipping a cape and a set of Ibex horns. <laughs> and, of course, me being the geek that I am, I'm like all of a sudden go from paying attention to nothing to, holy crap. What Ibex? 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 Who ships yeah. an Ibex? Yeah. And, and pretty soon, you know, I start talking to her, and, and she introduces herself as Donna. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. And then pretty soon, next thing I know, I'm like, She's like, hey, you know, I think at that time it was she's her boyfriend. Star. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, she's like, hey, you know, we should all get together. And then from then on out, it was like we've all been friends. And they used to come to my NRA dinner bank, which whenever I'd call Craig, I'm like, hey, could you come and and just, you know, do the f- Pledge of Allegiance for us and talk about powerful, you know, when yeah. he shows up. Right, right. At, you know, he stands up on stage and, you know, total military yeah. type of am- atmosphere around him and everybody's like, whoa, yeah. you know. And so so that was kind of my my get to know them story. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've, you know, like I said, I've. Talk about a supporting uh, wife is Donna. I, I mean, she she's she suits him well, perfectly. She does. I she mean, really yeah. does. and she's, she's a so sweetheart. proud of him. You she's know, just it, one it of the nicest, most genuine people. You can see people. when she looks at him, I, and oh, I, yeah. I noticed it Wednesday night when yeah. when they were up there, and she just had that look at him, like mm-hmm. I can't even express how proud yeah. I am of you. Yeah. But you can just tell that, no, yeah. that you know that's there. Absolutely, uh, she's yeah. wonderful, and she's, she's a, a good hunter in her own right. Yeah, she is. Very actually, she and gets both it of done. these daughters are, you know, they Absolutely. get it done. No nope. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, they get it done. There's no doubt about that. So yeah, you were that name, Boddington. There's there's a bit of a standard that's set there, but I'll tell you what. Uh, um, a mutual friend of Jason and I took Brittany um, Marco Polo sheep hunting just mm-hmm. this this last year in seventeen, and uh, you know th- this guy's very very extreme backpacker and and uh, spends you know hundred days doing these extreme hunts, and he said. Brittany's legit. Yeah. She, I mean, granted, you know, most of us would have a hard time doing that hunt by ourselves, but, you know, he's like, she handled it great, you know, and she shot, she shot a great sheep. And uh, so um, there's definitely some genetics there that have yeah. worn off into the, and not only into the kids. She's got a hell of a role model. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. There's absolutely. no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so we're here at Dal Safari. We got all of 2018 ahead of us. I mean, what we're, so we know Botswana. That's obviously exciting. But what what else do you guys have planned? I mean, obviously Jason and I have plans in eighteen for hunts. But what are you guys? What else are you guys doing? Uh, I get to go to Alaska for the first time. Okay. I, I haven't been. So we're going to do a black bear hunt up in Alaska, which is pretty exciting. Um, obviously, God, talk about parallels there, buddy. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. Kodiak in October. So. Nice, nice. First time. First time. First time. Yep, First yep. time. Yeah. Uh, like we said, Jay and I are going to go to Botswana in August, and uh, I'm actually coming back down to Jay's uh, in Laredo. Where, where are we going? Outside of Laredo? Yeah, no, in we're December. actually Uvalde. 
Uvalde, okay. Uvalde, yeah, in December um, sometime. So we're going to do a little uh, whitetail rattling, he and I. Oh, that sounds exciting. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Going to be fun. Jay talked into a new rifle here. We're going to turn him on to the 65284. There oh, you go. Oh, my God. Hello. He knows a lot about that. You caliber. don't have a 65284? He actually no. does. Mine's being shipped to his house as we speak. It's in transit from New York to Texas. Yeah. Got to, got to preach He's been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And I'm like, dude, oh. I, you know, I want something cool, different. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, it's just you know, amazing that doesn't caliber. follow, you know, the trend. You pull and the trigger, he, he and the gun goes sit under bang, the scope. and then you watch the bullet go. <laughs> I call it the 6'5 Creedmoor for men. <laughs> That'll get you some hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I really like that 6'5 284, you know, and I'd Phenomenal. take anything up to moose and elk with it, you know, a good premium bullet. But, uh, yeah, Jay and I are going to test drive that. Uh, I've got some good hand loads for it. Um, awesome. So we're going to go down in December and do a little buck rattle and have some fun down there in Uvalde. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that'll Jay, be a any lot plans this year? Uh, on the books right now, nothing that, you know, things pop up all the time. So sure. I'm in and out of the field and, you know, between ranches, going to ranches, visiting ranches. And there's no telling who I'm going to take out hunting or, you know, I'm just going to go tag along with them on their places. Sure. You know, so, yeah. you know, when you live, live a lifetime, lived a lifetime of it, then... Yeah, the it just kind of always happens, and you're always in the mix. Sure, you know. Yeah, and also with 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 what I do. Yeah, absolutely. How about other trade shows? Are you guys going to hit up any other shows in the, uh, in the next I, couple months? I or? won't be at SCI, but I, I attend the Shot Show every year because okay. you know, being a writer, yeah. it's all the yeah, new products. That's a big and one. Yeah, you know, you got to say hello to all the people. It's kind of like the Mountain Man Rendezvous. Everybody sure. gets Mountain. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're still alive? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting upright and taking nourishment. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely do the Shot Show. Um, might end up in Harrisburg, PA again. Not quite sure, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see how that plays out. Cool. I'll be at SCI definitely. Yeah, Dallas Fire Club SCI I'm at every year. Yeah, shot show every now and again, but right. that's probably every six, seven, eight years that I okay. have going there. It's about all my liver can handle. <laughs> two good well, shows. Yeah, <laughs> the problem is like this year you go shot for a week and then there's like two days off and then SCI, SCI hits again. Right? Yeah. So yeah. some of these guys over here are like, man, I got to go spend like 19 days in Vegas. It's like. <laughs> yeah. We live, you know, we can drive there in five hours, and we go maybe once a year, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like... Yeah. By the end of I show did. season, everybody's got that same zombified, yeah. worn-out look. Yeah. You know, it's 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 tough being in yeah. a booth all day. It's a lot. But I, it's their Super Bowl, too, right? I mean, this is right. the time of year where... This makes it happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Getting people these lined these up couple of months makes everything happen for every outfitter, you know, around. Yeah. Not only that, you get to go and see a lot of your friends, and, you know... <laughs> like me, for example, I have friends hunting in countries all over the world you know and this is the only place i get to see them yeah because they all congregate because right everybody's here at this all in the same yeah. place so i get to see my buddies in back from pakistan i get to see turkey you know all over africa you know yeah. south america and australia you know yeah. so it's it's actually a great place to just that, to catch that's up that's the beauty of these know? shows you know especially here at dallas you got like you're saying you got people from all over the globe yeah you know you catch a beer after the show and mm-hmm. you know, you're hearing accents from all over the world yeah. 10 different languages being spoken yeah and, yeah you got people looking at who are these maniacs? I don't yeah. know, keep your fingers away from them. <laughs> and you say that, but it's like everyone's really speaking the same language. Right. right? Yeah, Where right. are we hunting and yeah. when are we going? What are you going to do? Yep. And, and it's funny for me, this is the first time at Dallas um, SCI. And I, I have to say, this to me is so relaxed. Mm-hmm. But I'm also on 
vacation because right. you know when I'm back here with the NRA for convention in May, I'll be 24/7. I won't sleep. I'm I won't blessed. eat. You're I'll working, be working hard, yeah. the yeah. whole time. And it, just kind of like what you guys said, you know, when you walk onto the floor, and it's like I can't hardly go, you know, ten steps without running into somebody else. Right. And it's funny too because you see people you haven't seen in maybe 20 years. Right. You know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, where you been? And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, I was here every year. Where are you? And I'm like, I was here every year too. It's like, yeah. but you just never cross paths or right. or things just didn't click. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's. It's super awesome to be here and to this environment here at DSC is, in my opinion, is is really relaxed. Of course, and we're here on the front half and we're going to bail out tomorrow morning early. And I'm guessing tomorrow might be an absolute zoo here. Yeah, they say the weekend yeah. is, I usually come for Thursday, Friday, just because of that. You get more time to speak to everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's a little more personal, a little more intimate with, Absolutely. with the guides and the outfitters. And you can meet some of these folks versus... You know, we were walking yesterday morning, and, you know, Chris Cox walks by, and I've always, you know, between Chris Cox and Wayne LaPierre, guys that I've really, you know, looked up to, kind of guys like Craig and Self, and I, mm-hmm. you know, got to meet Chris. It just, that meant a lot to me to be able sure. to have, you know, a two-minute engagement with a guy who has so much influence right. over Absolutely. firearms right. and, you know, and that could be on Trump's cabinet if he if he wanted to, right? But yeah. just a very, very high respect for people like sure. that. And you rub you rub elbows with them at it's these shows. It's a big shows. industry. We were sitting there looking at a rifle this morning, and Larry Potterfield from Midway comes up, and he's yep. just chatting with Larry Potterfield, you know, yeah. only the you know biggest outdoor gun parts sales guy in the world, you know. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Larry? <laughs> we yeah. saw Larry yesterday, yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's neat. It is. It's a fun time. Well, guys, uh, this has been awesome. You know, I I always think about when you meet people, it's like, you know, in high school, you have your high school friends, and then in college, you you meet kind of what you consider your lifelong friends. But I always think when you meet people that are in hunting and people you can share a campfire with, those are the people that, I mean, you just never forget those people, right? And they're guys that you know that they're going to have your back. And you guys seem like guys that, you know, I could... I could share a campfire with Likewise. you know, and, and we like, will. And, yeah, yeah, we would love to. Would love to do that sometime, and and uh, whether it's Africa, whether it's in Montana, we've got to yeah, tie in Montana. Hell, if it's in California, shooting pigs in Let's our backyard. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm the down. offers out there. And I'm down. Would love to to do that with you guys again, and again, hopefully, we'll see you guys in other, you know, trade shows and. Wish you both luck in your endeavors. Like writing. Um, Thank you. And obviously, if, what you do is, a, is has, a niche market. But yeah. if anybody has a little dinky small house that wants to sell, Jay, how do they get a hold of you? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, the one with the small house on top of the mountain with the lake down on the bottom right. and encompasses the whole property. <laughs> <laughs> no, they yeah, seriously. Less no, than 33,000. Well, maybe a little greater than 33,000 square feet. <laughs> no, they can email me at j at hallandhall.com. And, okay. You know, if they have a property they want to sell, uh, Texas, Colorado, Montana, New Mexico, you name it, we can handle it. Social media? Are you on social media? Social media. I'm on okay. uh, Instagram as uh, PHJLay, J-A-Y-L-E-Y. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me at it. And LinkedIn. Okay. You know, so I, I stay pretty connected on social media. Good. 
And, and Phil, if, if anybody wants to harass you in regards to your comments that you made in this podcast <laughs> and how you got to be better on your writing skills, I mean, are you are you LinkedIn too? Uh, I'm not on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, the Phil Massaro page is there. You can go to philmassaro.com. Uh, you'll see a list of books and pictures and other. Which hoopla. you said if they if they buy all four copies, it comes with a bottle of scotch. Something like that. Yes. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> One of them little airplane bottles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, don't be busted. It yet, man. Come on. Gotta have the little nips, you know. Awesome time. No, uh, hit filmmasaro.com or, you know, there's a bunch of different places. I do a lot of work for the American Hunter, uh, the NRA's American Hunter, uh, Gun Digest. Uh, some stuff for Guns and Ammo, Guns America. So you can pop on the internet, just put in Phil Massaro, author, and you know, my name will come up real quick. Awesome. But uh, I want to thank the both of you, seriously, for having us on. It was yeah. a fantastic time. Oh, and I'm absolutely. glad we got to share dinner and make new friends. Amen to that. Yeah, that was, to me, that was a highlight of, of our trip was, you know, A, you know, obviously being there for Craig, but B, meeting awesome people like you guys. And, Absolutely. And, uh, Jason, as always, thank you. and uh, Peace out. Peace yeah. out. Chunk and deuces. <laughs> and, and Jay and Phil, like I said, good luck, and uh, hopefully we'll do this again soon. Send us to go after an Eland. Yeah. I want to see the Eland picture. I want to uh, see the trophy picture you know. with the Eland, man. Okay. Yeah. We'll see that, hopefully. Cheers. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs> take Bye-bye. it. Take care. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Paw host of the RNA Outdoors podcast, please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded, and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.